Sir Skelsor, oh man, y'all, do I have an episode today? 20 hour work weeks, no team, 12K a month, a mom of three, and she's pregnant with one, two, and she's defining success on her own terms, designing a business that lights her up and gives her more time. It's all about what she took a little nugget and made it her own. We're talking about having retainer clients, VIP type days, but not really because she defines them on her own, and also having a coaching element on the back end of those days so she can work less, have more time without a team. You are not going to want to miss this episode. It's full of inspiring story, but also tactical, practical information on how you could set this up in your own business. So without further ado, let's jump on in. Welcome to the Serve, Scale, Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hello, Serve Scale Store family. Oh my goodness, my friends. I am so excited because I have one of our amazing members of Serve Scale Store on the podcast today telling us all about her journey to over $12,000 months as a social media strategist. So Tia, let everyone know just a little bit about who you are as a person and then what you do for your business. Hi, Brandy. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am a Midwest gal. Um, I love to travel. Haven't got to travel as much in the last year or so, but that's really something that um, lights me up. I'm a mama to two and one on the way very soon. Probably by the time this airs, (laughs) I'll be a mama to three. Um, And yeah, um, I am also just a wellness kind of health advocate. I love all things clean eating, clean living. That's a big, big part of who I am. And then I'm a social media strategist. Um, I've had my business for four to six years, depending on when you count the launch. (laughs) But I just love all things marketing, strategy, branding, and really helping people simplify, simplify social media and make it more joy-filled again, because I feel like for so many of us, it's become, you know, overwhelming. So that's, that's who I am. I love that. Anything with simplify, simplicity, simple, that is like my magic word. So I love that and making it with social media. I definitely know that that is a service that so many people are looking for, especially now with the iOS changes and people noticing that they can't just rely on Facebook ads, but we actually need to get organic as well. And as everyone's listening to this, they're probably like, wait, Brandy said organic. And yes, um, I do believe that we are going to move into a time where organic's more important. Um, when tracking becomes less available. So, okay. You said that you've had your business for four to six years, depending on when you (laughs) launch it. So tell me a little bit about how did you get started in the social media world and online space? Yeah. So I went, um, my background, I was studied like broadcast media, marketing, communication, kind of the whole gamut in college. And then my first job out of college, um, was kind of just that like general marketing, you know, person. Um, and I think because of my age, I fell into social media. I was, you know, the young person and so just kind of self-taught and quickly became known for social media. I feel like it chose me more than I necessarily chose it, but, um, 
after that kind of first job, I ended up getting a role called Director of Digital Engagement, still such a sexy title. (laughs) And that's where I really, you know, became kind of known as that social media strategist. So while I was working full-time, I started to have people asking me to help them on the side. And I'd always dreamed of doing my own thing. I'm not a risk taker at all. So, you know, it just took me a while to get there and to like make sure my feet were under me before I made the jump. So I worked, um, worked my business, grew my business on the side while I was working full-time for two years. And then in September of 2017, officially like left my full-time... Well, I say left my full-time job. I actually still consult with them and help them, but moved into a more of a consulting role so that I could really you know, step out on my own. And so, um, so yeah, that's where it's kind of like, I don't... I really count it from that point, but I was doing it for two years before that. So it was just a really great way for me to slowly build it, to figure out what it was going to look like and I got pregnant with my daughter during that time. So it was like, my plan was to, you know, go all in when, she, when I had her. And then the company I was working for was just so amazing that they, they knew what I was doing. They allowed me to keep kind of working it on the side. And so it took a year. So when she was finally a year old, I was like, okay, I've got to do this. Cause it was at that point where I just didn't feel like I could fully put my business out there until I was not, you know, and I know a lot of people will struggle with that. I talk to people about that all the time. Like, do you want to look like you're not fulfilling your full-time role? And how do you do that? So that was kind of my transition. Okay. I love this. So, so much to unpack. And I first want to go back. Oh my gosh. I have so many ways I want to take this. So the first one is, that is a question. Like I see inside ServeScale store, people come on and they're like, but Brandy, I don't want to be present on LinkedIn. I don't want to be present on Facebook because my employer may see. And I've always been under like, as long as you're not breaking your contract, what does it matter? It's like 60% of women in the US have side hustles. Like that's insane that and women are more likely to have side hustles than men, which is also an insane fact because they're also the primary caregiver for their children. So with all that being said, how did you choose to still be able to get clients and work when you did have this full-time job and concern like you couldn't go in all in if you had another job as well. Yeah. I think it was just like a, you know, a just learning as I go. And I will say that it kind of worked out well that my husband was going back to school at the time and kind of reinventing himself. So he was, gosh, now I forget if he was working nights or taking classes at night or both. But so my evenings, and we didn't have kids yet, you know, were free. So I just worked and I, I, I love to work. <laughs> um, so I would, you know, work during the day at my full-time job and then work at night or some on the weekends building my business. Or, you know, still some time over lunch hour that I was like very at first, like very careful about it um, because I just am a rule follower and I was very cautious of it. And I, and it was really nice that we just kind of get one client at a time. It just worked out really, you know, organically that I would get one. And as one was wrapping up, like literally to the day, someone new would reach out. And so I was just kind of able to balance that and then kind of slowly start to build up. Like I said, when I thought I was ready to, you know, move into it and then end up staying on for, you know, another year. But at that point also there was full transparency with, you know, my company. So it was like, as long as I was getting my job done and I had started working from home a couple of days a week after I'd had my daughter. So I was kind of just able to slowly, you know, and it was beautiful about it too. I was able to like build a website and like do all those things that take so much time. So when I really was ready to step out and say, okay, this is what I'm doing. All of my, all of that was in place. I won't say that my whole system was in place, but I had a lot of that business infrastructure set up. 
um, which was really nice. And my husband and I had run the numbers and just, you know, felt confident that like I'd been doing it long enough and I had enough clients to support me. And so, yeah, I think that's kind of how I did it. Now, I had so many people that I talked to and asked advice on that were like, yeah, I just quit my job one day (laughs) and started. And I think that works for some people. And it's like a really, um, that's like the sexy story, you know, but it wasn't, it wasn't my story. Uh, It was a very slow kind of pull the bandaid off, (laughs) but it's what worked for me. And and so that's kind of how I did that. But I, you know, I coach um, a lot of women with my business now. And I, when I get this question, I do think looking back that like you are more worried about it than anybody else. <laughs> like, I don't think anyone else is watching you that closely. And, and so I, I just, I think we, as women worry about it more than we probably need to. <laughs> and I always say the algorithm is in your favor because it's not showing your stuff to people. <laughs> so it is actually in your favor. <laughs> So I love that. And what did full transparency look like to you? Like, how did that come about with you and your employer having that full transparency? Was it a conversation? Was it an email? What did that look like? You know, I think it's um, funny. I kind of actually remember like having the conversation in like the storage room, which is weird, like kind of coming up, but just... I had started to get, I worked for a realtor association. And so I'd started to actually get realtors asking me to help them. So there was a little bit of this conflict of like, they were members of the association I was working for. And so I, I really wanted to make sure before I took them on as clients that that was okay. And so I just brought it up, you know, like, this is what's happening. I've done this on the side for a while now for other people, but now that's getting within our space, like, how does this feel, look, work for you. And, um, you know, he was very grateful that I, you know, brought it to him and asked him and he blessed it. And I think, you know, it was like, we'll just continue the conversation. And if, if, you know, it ever starts to feel like it needs to change, but for now, like go right ahead. Thanks for letting me know kind of thing. And I, you know, I made sure he knew that I was working the business, you know, outside of my time. And, but also it was just good to let him know my goals, you know, were to eventually move into this full time and, and just to be able to have that conversation. And then when the timing was right, it wasn't a big surprise. It was like, okay, to that point where I have to do this now. (laughs) Yeah. And I think transparency is so crucial. Now, I think there's some roles where like transparency is not necessarily needed. Like if there's no conflict of interest, like there's no reason for you to go tell your boss you have a side hustle. Like unless it's in your contract, like there's no reason people aren't going to fire you just because you have a side hustle. Like I said, majority of women do have side hustles. And so I think in your case is where we do need to be careful and we do need to have full transparency, not hide, but go and just explain what is going on and what their opinions are. And then you could always, if you don't agree with theirs, you can, states have different laws. I mean, you know, you can, a lot of times we have more power than we think we have. And so I also want to go back to burning the boats. You didn't use those words. I'm putting those words out there. I do think that there's this notion in the online space. And I saw it, especially in direct sales where people would say, just quit your job, go all in. If you have a plan B and you're not burning the boats, then you're never going to be successful. And I don't believe that's true. I don't think that that's a smart decision for most people. Cause when we look at it, what is it like 50% of businesses fail within their first year or something like we kind of need to have a backup plan. And it also depends on personality. Like me, I did just burn my boats and I was like, we'll figure it out. Like I have no idea what's coming, but we'll figure it out. But I know that I'm motivated by that. Like I need to have that motivation or 
if I still had that security, I would have never moved forward with my um, service provider business. But then I know like people like Greg, who's been on the podcast, he had a very strategic plan for leaving corporate America. And that's what he needed to do to feel secure. Because if you're not secure in your decisions, even like I didn't know what was going to happen, but I was secure that I would figure it out. Like when we don't have that security, which on... I'm going to get super nerdy now. The hierarchy chart, security is the first thing. We have to be able to provide food, water, living situation. And whenever that feels like it may be under pressure, then we shut down. And that doesn't serve any of us. So I love that you said it's not the sexy story, but it was your story because that is probably the majority of people's stories. It doesn't have, and I wouldn't say mine was sexy. Like it's anything from sexy. Like on the other side, people are like, oh, that's the sexy story, but it was not sexy up until it was the sexy story. And so I love that you are just so honest about that because that's probably the best way to do this. It's not burning the boats and there's no one right way, best way to do anything. It's how we work as individuals. So I love that so much. Okay. So now that you've had your business, what have been some of the challenges that have come up with running your business? Yeah. So I would say some of my biggest challenges to that come to mind are like niching. It took a little bit of time. I think I feel like I niched fairly quickly. I mean, I knew it was social media, but I was first I was building websites, I was doing management. And I would say within that first year or two, I figured out like I want to do strategy. I didn't want to do management <laughs> necessarily, uh, mainly because it's just so time consuming and I feel like I could help a lot more people with more of the strategy side of it. But that was a struggle at first of just figuring out like, you know, because like I said, I was kind of more of that marketing generalist. And so what do I want to do, what I want to offer. Um, and then slowly figuring out what that package looked like and how I set up my services and what I charged. And then the bigger struggle I think has been niching as far as like who I want to work with. And I'm I'm still, you know, it's been a very slow refinement. That's probably going to be the theme of this of my story of just like I'm not one to quickly make decisions. And I liked working with a lot of different people. And so it wasn't just like, yes, I want to work with dentists or, you know, just realtors or figuring that out. So I've kind of slowly figured out who I really like to work with. And I love what I learned in Serve Scale Store was that you don't necessarily have to niche like all the way down on both. Like if you've got pretty clear on what your offering is, then you can have a little bit broader um, target audience. And so really right now in the last year, I focus in on women, business owners, and entrepreneurs who are wellness-minded. So I love working with people in that wellness space, but I found that, you know, they don't necessarily have to, like their product or their their business doesn't necessarily have to even be in the wellness. It's more like they are that's kind of who they are and how they're approaching things. And so that's helped a lot. Even with like, yes, I'm working with realtors. Yes, I'm working with people in network marketing, but they what kind of brings them together is that mindset. And that a kind of approach to life and living. So that's that's where I'm at right now. And I'm I'm sure I will continue to niche that down. So that's probably been my biggest challenge. And I would say this the another challenge that really just in the last year, thanks to your help, I've been able to make a big breakthrough on was how to scale my business my way, you know, because my husband for years has been like, get a team and offer management, have a little agency. I'm like, I don't want to manage anybody. I, I want it to be me, but I also want to grow my business. I have big goals every year, you know, I'm like, oh, how am I going to get there? So that was my focus this year was really setting up a system that would allow me to do that. Um, and then we can, we can, 
can get into this, but really finding out the concept of like a VIP day has transformed my business completely. And it was exactly what I needed. And it's been, it's been awesome. Okay, perfect. So I love this on so many levels. One, I want to go back to the niching because I think you're more niche than you actually think you are. And so we talk about the three different approaches, which is who you serve, how you serve them, and then the combo approach where it's both of them combined. And then that's the sweet spot where you can really scale. But you have defined. So I think this is the thing. You know what you provide. So how you provide it, what service, and you know who you provide it to. It's people that you would want to hang out with. Like that's like people with similar interests, like you get them, you get that. And that is sometimes more powerful than like actually like realtors, because you may get a realtor that you work with and you love three of them and you can't stand two of them. And it's like, oh, well, I picked them because they're in my niche, but you have taken this to, I didn't say like, it has to be industry. It's who they are. And I love that. Like if you can connect on that like-mindedness, then all the other stuff will just fall into place. So you have done a combo approach just in your own way, which I love. (laughs) And so you are more niched down than you actually think. And I love that. And then I love that you said that you want to scale your business how you want to on your own terms, your journey. And so you said that, you know, you didn't want a team, which... I totally get. And I, you have your own team. You have two kids, you have another one on the way and a husband. So you have a team already um, to manage and you are probably the coach of them, I would assume. And so tell me what have, you know, we teach VIP days. We don't call them VIP days. I call them intensives, which are different. So tell me uh, what has, what is your intensive, your VIP day? What does that look like? And how did you come about doing those? Yeah. So I was offering my, I mean, um, my main, you know, kind of service package was a usually four month package, social media strategy, where I go through a very strategy focus. So branding, target audience, um, brand messaging, really, and then, you know, content, and then getting into like social media, and then helping them develop a system. So all of that, by the time we would have meetings, I would do work in between, you know, it would end up taking four months. And so it's really only, I don't work full-time hours. So, you know, I like to try to say between that 20 to 30 mark with my kiddos. And so I was really only able to take on like two to three clients a quarter to serve them well. And so when I um, was thinking about joining Serve Skills for, but I did your, um, I think it was last January, like your oh, uh, the online- Biggie Sizer Biz Conference. Yes, the conference. And that's where I learned the concept of intensive VIP day, whatever you want to call it. And I, and I already kind of had my goals for the year, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. And so when I learned that concept, you, it's so funny is I, I've seen within our Facebook group, you know, so many people that are like, like the idea, but don't know how to do it. I literally took out a piece of paper and it was just like, boom, boom, boom. Like there it is. Like I took that strategy and went from four months to a day and it was so easy. And so then the next time I had someone, you know, I had a discovery call, I pitched both options and I kept the price the same and they went for the one day and everyone since has, because of course everyone wants social media like yesterday, you know, yeah. and it's just a no brainer. Um, and I offer them on the weekends, which so that it's honestly better for me anyway, because my husband's home. And so if they can't, you know, do it during the week, we just do it on like a Saturday and get it in. And so, 
yeah, I mean, I did one. It went great. I've slightly tweaked, but what I actually do, I mean, it, it's, it's, it is a little bit more than a day, but what my package looks like is it's like a two hour kind of what I call a kickoff session or prep session about two weeks before the actual day intensive. And that's where we dig into branding and ideal clients and target audience, which gives me time to really kind of set ourselves up for that content discussion. And that also gives me time to kind of, I have like a one pager that I use, get that back to them. Does this look good? You know, is this your brand? Is this, are these the words you want to be using your values, your, all of those things. Um, And then this is who, you know, I usually kind of prioritize their ideal clients if they have more than one. And then from there, we kick off that intensive with really digging into content. So we do a content brainstorm. Um, and then we kind of pause and I basically put together a posting plan for them based on the channels they should be on, based on who they're going after, based on their goals. And then we get back together, present it to them, make tweaks, and then we get into like actual content creation, what they need to do, batching content. Um, and set up a content calendar for them. And then I give them about a two-week period to go create that content. Um, They're sending it to me. I'm reviewing it. And then we get back together. And then hopefully, it usually works, if they've done their their homework at that two-week mark, they're ready to start executing and they have content ready to roll. And at that point, sometimes if they want help with content, then I can offer additional services to help them create it. And sometimes they want to do it and sometimes they have me help them. So that's what that looks like. Oh my gosh, this is so good. And I think this is truly like doing it on your own terms. Like you took stuff because like, I don't teach doing it that way. The VIP training did not teach doing it that way. And you have taken it and made it work for you, which I love. I think that that you like took the concept and made it your own. And I think there's a lot of power in that. And you're not overthinking it. You're just doing it, which I think is so funny because you said you're not a quick start, but like you are, like you are. <laughs> I love this. 20, 30 hours a week, no team, 12K months. You're also doing these on weekends, which I think is really interesting because I'm all about like not working weekends, but also I know that like, that's not everyone. Like there was a point where I was working weekends. And I think that you found that this works for you because your husband's home. So I'm guessing he can take care of the little ones. And so I love it. You're just making it work on your own terms. And that's what we should be doing in business is taking the concepts that we can really like connect with, but making them our own to fit our life, our schedule, our goals. So there's so much power in this. So how much are those that, how much are you charging for those? Um, right now I'm charging 3000 for those. Yeah. Um, and then if they want content help, then there'd be additional fees on top. Ah, I love this. This has not only been like, I just, there's so many amazing messages that everyone can take from this podcast, but also tactics. Like you are giving the tactical advice, which I love. I love the no fluff and we're getting down into it and you're not holding anything back. So thank you. I appreciate you that. And I know my listeners will too. So tell me what's been your biggest win in your business. Um, let's see. I would say, honestly, yeah. I mean, discovering and moving to a VIP day has it's like I said, it's allowed me to like scale that way that I want to, but have so much freedom, you know, and like the months that I'm really just, I guess I should go back and say the other thing that I do typically after those is I move those clients into coaching. So once we get through the strategy process, which I've always done, but now it's like the VIP day. And then uh, we move into usually monthly coaching. So that's kind of the other part of my business is, okay, then we meet every month. 
I'm tracking metrics based on the, those goals we set. And then just being there to like hold them accountable, what's working, what's not, you know, sometimes we need to slow build. So it's like, they want to be posting five times a week, but they need to start at three. And so having like a phase one and phase two for their content. So I would say, yeah, moving to that has been, I mean, not only scaling from like, just, you know, what I've been able to make, but also like my calendar is so much better. I'm not constantly meeting with people yeah. trying to keep up with these strategy packages. Um, so that's, that's a big one. And then I think just really that work-life balance, which has always been so important to me, being able to get my business where I want to without like working more than I want to. And so I, up until just a couple months ago, I had childcare two days a week um, and then my kids were home. Now my husband is a nurse, so he's around a lot and is has a flexible schedule. But we took a year and traveled, um, did travel nursing when we just had our one kid. And, and now I do have uh, three days a week of childcare, but I try not to work anymore, but actually having a little bit more of just time to do like coffee dates and things that I want to do with that yes. extra time. And so really, I think, yeah, just being able to have a business, my dream has always been, you know, work when I want, where I want, for who I want. Um, and so just seeing that come to life and being able to be the mom I want to be and have time with my kids and, you know, like we're going to go to the pumpkin patch tomorrow morning and um, being able to do that while having this successful business has really been probably the biggest win. Oh, I love that so much because you 100% do not have to choose between having a successful business and being an amazing mom. And you are like 100% proof of that. So thank you for your honesty, your openness, and just sharing. This has been such an amazing episode. So I wish we could talk all day, but I do want to get to rapid fire because I don't like to end an episode without that. So are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. What's your favorite part of your business? I think it is um, just really helping clients find joy in social media again, right? Like removing that overwhelm to where they're like doing it and having fun with it. Yeah, that's that's the most rewarding part and having success with it. But it's just feeling like they're being able to show up who they want to be on social and having success with it at the same time. I love it. What is the best piece of business advice you've ever received? You know, it feels so like simple and probably like over said, but as I was reflecting on this, it's really just don't give up. <laughs> like yeah. I had someone say to me early on, like, you know, that they'd seen so many people that had started a business, similar business, and after a year or two, like quit and just so it's that idea of like don't give up, but pivot, you know, yeah. like find a way to make it work where you are, you know, you're enjoying it, but just don't give up too quickly. I was just telling my husband the other day, he was like, I was talking about something. I was like, I'm going to get pivot tattooed on my wrist. And he was like, (laughs) or not. And I was like, I feel like I say pivot all the time, but it's so true in business that needs to be just like the word that's always in the back and don't give up. I always have that picture lately. I think it's Napoleon Hill, like the, you're about to strike gold and the person stops digging right before they get it. And that's so business 100%. And so tell me, what is your favorite tool that you use in your business that you can't live without? Probably Google Calendar. I use Google Calendar to like create content calendars for my clients and then collaborate with them and in their team. And yeah, I can't imagine not having that. <laughs> That's really cool. I now I want to see what this Google Calendar looks like. I love that. It's so simple. Okay. And then uh, finally, or actually I have two questions. What does success mean to you? I think success means to me, and I'm probably not going to say this in the best way, but really like making 
enough money to support, to meet my goals and to support our lifestyle while living the life that we want. Right. So going back to that balance of like, yeah, determining what that, what success looks like and then hitting it, but also not sacrificing, you know, everything else in life. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love that. that. I think that's beautiful. I love it. And what is your favorite part of Serve Scale Soar? Probably. I think it's been just getting to know people outside of, I mean, I love the Facebook group, but when I have had coffee chats and dates with people like just, and it hasn't been a ton of people so far, but just the ones I have met, it's been so amazing um, to meet them, to learn from each other, to collaborate, which it could be a whole separate discussion, but yeah, it's been awesome. There's so many amazing people in there. I love that relationships always. Yes. Well, thank you so much, Tia. This has been the most amazing conversation. And I know people are going to want to ask you like a thousand questions. We'll link up all your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn, but your Instagram's just at Tia Hopper on Instagram, right? Is that the yep. best place for them to connect? Yeah, that's great. Or you can, you can include my email too. Yeah. But I'm an open book, like I said, so I'm happy to answer any questions and thank you so much. This has been so fun to get to do this with you. I've loved it. Thank you so much. Y'all how dang good was Tia? Man, mom of three has really taken the concept she's heard, turned them into her own. She's plugging into our community inside Surf Skill Soar. She didn't burn all her boats And she's just defining success and her business on her own terms. I just cannot say that enough. I love, love, love what she is doing. And there's so much inspiration in this episode, but not only that tactical, practical information that you can apply in your business today. But the one thing that I want you to get out of this is she took concepts and she made them her own. Once they started working for, she started innovating. So she imitated. And then she innovated. And I would love to see more and more business owners do that today because all of our businesses should not look alike. We should all be doing business the way we want that really sets us up to hit our goals and our definition of success. Like Tia said, her definition of success is just to be able to be able to provide for her family, have a successful business without sacrificing time with those she loves most. And to me, that's the most beautiful definition of success there is. And so please reach out to her, tell her your ahas. And if you would love to meet more people like Tia, join us inside Serve Salesor. And you can check out my free training, How to Scale to Consistent 10K Months Without a Team by going to servesalesor.com forward slash free and learning more about Serve Salesor and watching my free training on how to scale to consistent 10K months. And my friends this week, go out and serve the heck out of your clients scale your business and soar into the six-figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve Scale Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.